This is episode 152 for Tuesday, October 16th, 2018, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we crossed the Red River into enemy territory because Oklahoma sucks. <laughs> this episode sucks. <laughs> Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Powers, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. We didn't get any of that beer, though. No, you know, we the, didn't. The Oklahoma sucks, and then the Texas sucks. Because the Oklahoma sucks beer is made in Texas. Right. Yeah. But isn't there one made in Oklahoma that called Texas sucks? No, actually, that one's made in Philadelphia. Uh, oh. Yeah. Random. It's okay. it's a it's a play on um, the Eagles versus Cowboys kind of thing, I think. Okay. I think that's right. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> Noble Ray, I think, made... A, a goza called Eagles Tears. Yeah, in in response to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So was it any good? I think this was a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it on here before at, for like a minute. That it was a really short minute, but anyways, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Brew Styles, uh, and welcome back, Sawyer. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, so uh, just go around the table real quick. Uh, also joined by Travis. How's it going? Pretty good. I have been super busy recently. Lots of beer-related stuff. That's good. Uh, I did brew a beer this morning. Woke oh, up this at, morning? Yeah. Good woke Lord. up at 4 a.m., started heating water, and I was done cleaning, had everything put away by 10 a.m. It was awesome. Wow. Nice. I like that. I think I'll do it that way from now on. Those so extract four. kits are cool. So you were... <laughs> You were brewing in the dark. Burr. Mm-hmm. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, that's, most of my stuff was in the dark. That's, that's difficult cool. to do. I, I do that at night, like late at night. I'll do a late night brew night, and mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> that's what she said. Yes, I know that's going to be pulled out of context later. <clears throat> yeah, I did uh, another entry into my freezer burn series <laughs> where I have leftover hops in the freezer, and I just Dump decide them. to yeah make something with it. So I did a British brown today since I had UK Target and brown. UK Fuggles. So you I used giggles? those. Lots of giggles, yes. Lots of giggles, especially at 4 a.m. Yeah. So I did that today. That's cool. And let's see. The other project I've been working on this week is cleaning up a, a garage fridge that we now have that Ooh. we acquired for free. For free. Yeah. There was a day last week when I had the... Uh, 
I had the day off and my wife went to work and she was leaving and then texted me frantically, the neighbor's rolling a, a fridge out to the curb. Go get it right now. <laughs> it says it works. It just needs cleaning. I'm like, ah, oh, great. So I put clothes on and go over there. And the guy helps me wheel it over. And I open it up and it's like one of those hoarder's fridges where it's just black mold. Oh. And, you know, there's... You know, pulling out the shelves and there's still a, a square of cheese stuck to it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so I told my wife, I was like, it, it says it needs cleaning and I hope you're prepared for this because it's not going to be easy. Oh, God. And she cleaned it? No, we both did. Oh, okay. I put in my, the pressure my part washer. Two. Pressure washer with a ton of bleach. <laughs> That's how we used to do it. I used to work in restaurant supply house. <laughs> we, we'd get them in nastier than that. And we had a pressure washer. Just blast it. Hot, Hot boiling hot water in, in a special soap that reacts at high temperatures, and they would just Jeez. sterilize and sanitize. And <laughs> I bet that smelled nice too. Yeah, it was pretty bad. We had to do several rounds with many different chemicals, oh, so I learned a lot about cleaning. But is uh, it like a freezer on top, fridge on bottom kind of situation? Yeah. Okay. One of those. Well, now is it just an extra fridge? You're mm-hmm. gonna use it for beer. It's for everything. Fridge. Okay. It's for like meat storage and. Mm. And for beer and just whatever leftover that we don't want to stick in the inside fridge. Yeah. So Chris has got cool. a mash ton. You can go to work. <laughs> ah. Yeah, if you yeah. want to keep cleaning. <laughs> no, I'm gonna burn it. <laughs> yeah, they chewed a hole in the top. Yeah. <laughs> Dang rats! You get a rat stuck in there. He ate his way out. Yeah. That's the voice of Chris. He has a yeah. story to tell. Yeah, I do. Please tell like. us. I do. So tell I, us. I've been fighting mice in my garage for a while now. For quite a while. We saw one last night. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, scurrying uh, around the corner. Um, anyway, so I guess one of them fell into my mash tun and <laughs> couldn't get out. Because uh, I noticed a, a foul stench in the garage. Um, and then I woke up one morning to go brew and open up my mash tun. And there's a decomposing pile of fur. <laughs> <laughs> That's about what happened. <laughs> the secret ingredient to um, Chris's beer. <laughs> yes. Award-winning um, rat tail brewing. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, so I'm going to burn that mash ton and start over. Actually, I you know, the, the false bottom that I have was really expensive, and bottom. it's really nice. So I'll probably pull that out and, like, you know, scrub it and sanitize it and put it in a bleach bath for a good three or four days um and then just buy a new cooler but anyway so that's what that's what i had to deal with so when we brewed yesterday uh sawyer brought his his mash sun over and and we both used that one so yeah sorry powers uh you don't get rat tail brewing beer at your wedding yeah but you'll have a uh, mothball ipa <laughs> yes <laughs> the moths were in full four actually they weren't moths i don't know what they were yeah. there's little bugs that fly towards the light at night uh, with all the rain and stuff we got yesterday, they were swarming my garage. I don't know. There was hundreds of them in the garage. <laughs> and so I just sat there for the last couple of minutes of his boil and just started scooping them out. We got to like five or six. Yeah. They just fell inside the boil. Well, and It's sanitary. I mean, right. It's so I'm not worried about it. But still, you didn't want that to go into your uh, carboy. So <clears throat> we scooped them out. Symphony number 14. Mothball IPA. Yep. And I'm also not dry hopping that beer either. <laughs> it'd be it'd have been really nice if we got to 14 moths. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we could have. Be sure and log it in case you get you know. Yeah. This is really good beer. What's different about this? Oh, yeah, we didn't have bugs we in the to, new we one. We had it's, bugs in there. We just put them in the fermenter. 
We can dry off the moths. Dry moth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, yeah I brewed up. Uh, Powers is blonde yesterday for his wedding. Yeah. Um, of course, we have less than a week until that happens, so it may or may not be ready in time. Who knows? Likewise. We'll yeah, uh, it might have some residual yeast notes and green apple, maybe if it's... Well, I, I'm going to do you know a nice 60 to 64 degrees for the first two or three days, and I'm going to crank it up, because all your off flavors come from the first 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I can get it to finish quicker than normal, and then uh, I'll have time to get it in the keg and carve it up. Mine's just sitting in my living room with a blanket around it. Mm. Hoping for the best. Whatever works. Yep. Either way, that's going to be in a keg on Friday. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be fine. Yeah, be I don't know. Whatever. We're also joined today by Tony. Yes. How's it going, Tony? Hello. <clears throat> Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. Don't want to see your pizza burning. Yeah, he's already singing. Wow. Oh, <laughs> man. There you go. We're not even a beer in yet. I love that song. Uh, <laughs> did you do anything beer related recently? Yeah, yeah. I brewed the uh, brewed the wee heavy, and um, probably going to rag it to the secondary when I get home. I like to use a little gelatin in there and clear it up really nice. Now, is that one that you're going to enter into Blue Bonnet this next year? Yeah, if I got any left, I will. Because okay. <laughs> I remember you had one I, there I usually last don't year. enter the really good beers. I drink them. I'm like, I'm, waste, well, I'm not wasting this on you guys. Exactly. <laughs> Drinking this. That's what everybody stuff. says, and that's why the homebrew thing <laughs> of Blue Bonnet's always subpar beer. If I, uh, you know, if, if I want some feedback to figure out what's wrong with a beer, I'll enter it, and then I get plenty of feedback. Well, here's what's wrong with your beer. Yeah, mm. you so, walked around with one last year in a little <laughs> mini keg. And it was fantastic. And then after the judging, or after the awards came out, we found out that the We Heavy category was the least entered. So you yeah. would have you know, I had a really good chance of I, I was there. I was there when Matt uh, was tasting it, and I was tasting their, their samples. And uh, the, the scores were so low that they threw the, the third place out and only awarded a first and second place. Dang. But there were only 10 entries. Yeah. Well, and, and <clears throat> they're saying they're going to do all the same. I don't know if y'all saw they published them. They're going to do that again. They, I didn't enter it because I, I didn't know they split it out into We Heavy having its own category, its own award this year. Usually you get lumped in there with the Doppel's box and, and the Ice box. And I just got tired of losing to Carl and – and schooly, so I, sure. I didn't. So I didn't enter one. I didn't waste my nine bucks to enter a beer. I know I'm going to lose to to schooly. Although my wee heavy did beat his in Master Brew, we both scored a 46 in Master Brew in February, March, whenever it was, and they actually picked mine over his, which was neck and neck. I wasn't even there for that one. I I'd missed the awards ceremony for that one too. But anyway, so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll probably keg this one. This is a recipe that came out of Iron Mash two years ago three years ago one of the guys on our team hot sideration uh, <laughs> he uh he's a he's a trained chef and so mm. when we had that 20 was it 2015 whenever it was the one where you had the lemongrass and the rose hips oh, and yeah. the heather tips and you tried doing some recording that was the last time we did that, it yeah yeah that was three years ago where we brewed just the two. <clears throat> anyway, he came yeah. up. He came. <laughs> that was two years ago. Yeah. Oh, was it two years ago? We, no, it was three years ago. We three haven't done a homebrew competition in a long time. Yeah, we haven't. 
So huh. that's where the recipe ca- originally came from. Okay. It's from those ingredients. And that guy's a trained chef, and he came up with this uh, authentic or old school uh, style of uh, brewing this this wee heavy. And so uh, I've had a chance to play around with it, and, and um, I've tried throwing extract at the end. I've tried taking first runnings and boil them down and caramelize them, but nothing makes it as good as when you just you you start with nine gallons at 1054 and you boil and boil and boil until it gets yeah. to where you're at and, and uh this one kind of is screwed up a little bit though we uh <laughs> i was having i was telling chris earlier i was having trouble with my refrigerator out in the garage is uh, it was like freezing up between it's a split level freezer and fridge on the bottom and it's freezing up and so the refrigerator wasn't getting cold enough well i didn't know this i didn't know it had screwed up again I usually just defrost it and it straightens it out. So I didn't know this and I pitched it. <laughs> I'm like, so for the first so the next morning, I wake up and this thing's bubbling like crazy. It's you know, it's high crowding. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? I checked the temperature; it's like 76 degrees. Way too warm. Yeah. <laughs> so I fixed it, got it cranked down. It took a couple hours to crank it down, get it cooled back down to 64. But the uh, the problem is, I I, I think our F, our her OG was like 1092, which is about right for the, this recipe. And I, I checked it last night. It's, it's at 1012. Oh <laughs> <It's>, my <laughs> God. It's a, it's a, it's a li- little bit too dry and it's hot. It's, it's a little warm uh, after mm-hmm. you, after the swallow, it's a little, mm-hmm. and there's another clip there. You can, <laughs> it's a little warm in the chest and, uh, so um, <clears throat> I'm not sure what to do about it. I, I can probably fix the mouthfeel a little bit, but uh, there's not really anything I can do about it being 11% alcohol. <laughs> you can drink it, brew it again, and then mix it. Brew a smaller version of it and then blend it. I could do that. I could make a make like a gallon of it or something on an extract. Lighter version, something not as hot. And then just bring the gravity up just a hair to about 1028. It's a nice gravity for a wee heavy. Mm. So anyway, that was that was my week. And then we got Iron Mash coming up. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, be sure to subscribe to anything we're on. I'm not exactly sure what all we're on at this point, but there's a lot of things out there. So check it out. Check it out. What are we drinking? Well, right now uh, we opened up one of our famed leftovers. We are drinking zero zero no. zero zero <laughs> three nine <laughs> four seven two sixty nine. We don't say the word. Uh, small line space. Small line. There you go. Thick line space. <laughs> thick line. Yeah, that's sweet and peachy. Line. What is that? So, I, yeah, sweet we don't know what it is. It's kind of warm too. Yeah, it's still warm. I don't. Our, our mission is to see if we can guess what style it was entered as. <laughs> Let's see. It's a German-style beer. <laughs> wow. A little earthy. Fairly clear. Yeah. Liking the it's got appearance. a lot of caramel character to it. Orange. Yeah. The orange, yeah, I was saying peachy. It's kind of kind of had a peach. Tart. I don't think it's a wheat, though. I think I might know. Some biscuit... It's like somebody tried to make a Martzen, but it's too sweet. It's earthy and biscuity it's a and really it's heavy be. in the mouth. Because honestly, I like the sweetness. 
and that's balls clear. Yeah, this tastes like one of those old beers that all the hops have fallen off of it, and you just you're left with um, yeah, you're left with some some fruity elements, a lot of malty sweetness. I get a little bit of oxidation, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is an old bottle. It's kind of slimy. It kind of tastes a cross between Stick the Martzen and your last barley wine that you made, <laughs> your award winning barley wine. Session barley wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I can see that. <clears throat> what, a session barley wine? <laughs> <laughs> it's a barley wine, but it's 3.8%. You know? uh, that just sounds like a disappointment. <laughs> it sounds like a brown ale. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. A brown, yeah. brown ale is a sessionable barley wine. <laughs> brown. Brown. Yeah, I bet it was a, I bet it was a Martzen. That's and it's, I see a two written on that label, which means there were only two bottles, and we still have one. So that means <laughs> it didn't get pushed. <laughs> you should hang on to the ones that score really well, like the third bottle that scores really well. Yeah, so. yeah. There's still some of those left at the shop, so we need to, unless Travis picked them all up. I haven't been there in a while. I right. need to go up there before they all disappear, so we can at least get some good bottles out of it. Just take them all. <laughs> we'll drink them. Yes. Well, you got a, a big, massive chest freezer with nothing in it right now. You could store some boxes. Yes, I can. And it's, it's still running. <laughs> with a keg, an empty keg in it that hasn't been cleaned from eight months ago? <laughs> yeah, from the engagement party. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. It's ripe. I had, okay, so up until yesterday, I hadn't brewed since I got married. <clears throat> and both of the carboys that he had were dirty. One more so than the other. After a few hours of soaking, yeah, the scrubby brush did nothing. Nope. <laughs> so they need to soak for a few days, I think. Yep. Brewer's wash didn't some hot water and some brewer's wash. I didn't do the hot water. Uh, I did the PBW. Uh, didn't really didn't work. It boil. It didn't boil it out or anything. No. <laughs> Try I hope, hot water. I hope no one dies from the beer I just made. <laughs> Blame the moths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have dry mothed it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so I can see why this one didn't go anywhere, but it's not terrible. It's I just could, not I could great. drink five gallons of this. It's a little warm. I'm getting some It's warm. Some definite alcohol on the finish. It's, it's warm and yeah. it's kind of earthy and kind of biscuity and um, that peachy tart on the tongue. Oh. Yeah. Sorry likes this. I do. <laughs> I like this He beer. also thinks Hacker Shore is the best beer in the, the world. Bomb. It is the best beer in the world. What's wrong? Oh, okay. <laughs> Side note: When I was at the beer store earlier in Mansfield, you'll never believe what I found. This oh, is a good story here. A bottle of one twenty-minute IPA. Oh, a Dogfish Head. Yes, Ooh. one single bottle. Did you buy it? I did not. Shut up. I forgot you Should liked that beer. Been. I had a couple of them laying around. I think we drank them. They were, they were a year or so old. I mean, it's it takes a couple my, of years to really age one of those up. It's not my favorite beer in the world, but that one doesn't <laughs> pop up very often. So Every four months. Really? That's, or does? every three months. Yeah. Well, there was there was a period there where there weren't any for about two years. Yeah. Because the, the big batch they did didn't come out right, so they dumped it. Yeah, I saw that on TV. I saw them dumping it. <laughs> they tried and tried and tried to fix it by repitching yeah. it, and they couldn't get it right, so they yeah. dumped 
500,000 gallons. Oh, my stuff God. Which what was a couple million dollars worth of product, I think he said. It's ridiculous. Well, never mind. So they're back on schedule now? About every three or four months, I see it. Uh, I see it in hmm. Whole Foods. I see it uh, oh. the Specs. There's two specs by my house, and there's. A, see, I never see it at Total Wine. That's but. my problem. I shop at the Kroger Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> world Market, or <laughs> no, not even World Market. Just have you ever been to Kroger Marketplace? Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I never could find it when I was, you know, shopping hmm. at QT, but I. Yeah, I don't think it's there. <laughs> yeah, but you can find some good Steel Reserve Blackberry. Actually, there's a there's a place called Mighty Mart. It's one of those independently owned. They don't have gas. It's just a convenience store. They have you know f- food and and a, this huge collection of wine. I've never seen a, a convenience store with such a large collection of wine. And he used to have really cool beer there, but he's kind of last six seven eight months he's let it let the supplies. I guess it wasn't moving as fast as the wine, so he's just going to quit doing it. It's kind of like halls. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It was really, it was like Hall. It was, it's like Hall's, yeah. They I, do have cool beers, but like the 120, you don't see the 120 yeah. in there anymore. You don't see the, the small batch brews are right. coming in. He's not doing those anymore. He's yeah. just doing the standards, you know, Sierra, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, stuff like that. Coors you know? Light. Yeah. <laughs> it has plenty of that. It's way in the back. It's the okay. farthest beer to, <laughs> to walk the past. You have to walk past all the good beer to get to. Hey. The great beer. <laughs> hey, 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 hey now. This is the Deep Ellum IPA. <laughs> <laughs> the Union Jack IPA? One of those. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> That's going so, off on a really big So today, sorry. we're talking about beers from Oklahoma. And uh, I pulled up the handy-dandy uh, statista.com website. Anybody want to guess uh, the... Number of breweries per capita, 100,000 people over the age of 21 in Oklahoma. <laughs> this is probably one of the lower states. I'm going to guess five, Bob. I think five. it's probably grown a lot in the last four or five years. Not five. Yes. I would I would agree with that, too. There used How to, off am I? There used to just be like three breweries in Oklahoma. All They're all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the big names, yeah. you know. When I first now started drinking, I remember there was Prairie. Krebs, um, which made the, the the Pete's Place chalk beer, 1919. They had that one. <laughs> and then there was maybe a handful of other ones. But yeah, there wasn't a whole lot uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. Probably a lot more now. Would you say you, you want to uh, have a guess at the place like one out of 50. Actually, it's one out of 51. One out of 51, I'm going to say it's in the bottom quarter. Okay. So I think it's 40. Yeah, let's say 40 and below. I'm going to say 50. <laughs> You're going to go straight to the bottom? Yeah, <laughs> I am. The okay. least number. Of <laughs> the one on the bottom is Mississippi at 0. .6. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, God. Oh, so I'm off. Would you care to venture a guess, Tony? Uh, <laughs> Mid-30-something. Okay, it ranks forty seventh. Wow, that's what I'm talking about. At one, when you're driving into Oklahoma, it says at least we're not Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) One one brewery brewery per capita. capita. Wow. 
So I don't know what the population of Oklahoma is. But How they, old is that data? Is that pretty recent? Uh, it's, uh, it says copyright 2018. Oh, wow. So. What is the population of Oklahoma? <laughs> Of Oklahoma is three million nine hundred forty thousand five hundred twenty-one. What? That's the entire. But that's that's entire not, state. Yeah, we got that many people here in DFW. <laughs> right, but also this study is per capita of people over twenty-one. Mm. So, so I, even I'm fewer. not sure that she's going to know that. <laughs> Probably not. Siri's not You'll that need smart. To unlock your iPhone first. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, they're one. Uh, they they tied with Louisiana, who's also at one. Georgia and Alabama both have point nine, and then Mississippi is at point six. Hmm. Uh, Oklahoma is right behind Texas at one point three per Man. capita. We, we don't like our beer here in the South at all. <laughs> then right above that's New Jersey at one point three. Too busy with moonshine. Florida one point five. Somebody so, told me recently that there are 100 um, brewery licenses here in Tarrant County. There's obviously not that many breweries. A hundred? So ones that haven't opened stubby. yet. When we were at OZAP judging and they had just finished, the, they just finished their show, their podcast, mm-hmm. I think he said they had – I was, I was talking about Edgewise 8 uh, trying to get a spot in Weatherford, and he said uh, there were 100 – Active brew pub licenses. I think there's only what, twelve brew pubs or something in Tarrant County. How many are in? How many are going? Mm-hmm. Not full breweries, although maybe he was talking about breweries too, like RAR and uh, who's the other Miller Coors Miller Brewing. Okay. <clears throat> I thought that's that's a lot of people sitting around waiting to open a shop. Right. <laughs> they they get sixty. <laughs> it's kind of like where I was where where I was at this this summer up in Broken Bow and Hochatown. You know they. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they get about or not not Hochetown but Fredericksburg down in South Texas. They get about sixty applications a year. They don't approve all of them, and it takes time to get them approved through TABC and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at that number. Interesting. I bet there's at least sixty active breweries in DFW right now, if not more. That well, then well. define DFW. <laughs> Expanded. Like how how far out? Tarrant and Dallas County. Wiley. Well, they do them by counties. And I thought he meant Tarrant County. Maybe he meant the whole Metroplex area that goes all the way from Decatur to Middle No way just Tarrant County. Is Weatherford Wise County? Yeah. Oh, it's not Siri. (laughs) (laughs) What county is Weatherford, Texas in? No. Parker. The answer I found is Parker County. Parker, yeah. Just ask yeah I guess Wise County is a little further out than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forget. You do the whole real estate thing. <laughs> Wise is north. Yeah. Uh, Decatur. So, Colin, Parker, Tarrant, Dallas, uh, Ellis. Pflugerville, that's by Austin. Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> I would count Johnson County as part of Met- Metroplex area with Burleson. Yeah. And, it's yeah. just right there. I mean, yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, of course, the Metroplex area is bigger than some states. Denton County. <laughs> yeah. Denton County. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you could include them. Well, I think we were able to get two breweries represented on today's podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, it's kind of hard to find Oklahoma stuff. 
which is ironic because they're not that far from us. At least on a day when total wine is closed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you guys waited too long. I drank all the Mountain Fork beer <laughs> before the podcast. Yeah, I, w- I just wonder what the distribution looks like from Oklahoma down here because I mean, we see Prairie stuff all the time. Well, they got Prairie, they got Coop, and now Rufftail is distributing down here as well. Mountain Fork's making a push to get into Dallas. They got a Dallas guy as one of the owners. Hmm. And they have a. I, I, you guys, we should make a day trip to this place. It's incredible, um, and the the beer is fantastic. And um, it's three guys. One's from Tulsa. One's from Dallas. I forget where the other one's from. And they started this brewery in Hochatown, which is in Beaver's Bend, north of Broken Bow, Oklahoma. And this place is fantastic. They have done it right. And they just started with like a 60-gallon system. And they realized, this is a tourist town, Mm -hmm. they realized very quickly that 60 gallons was not going to be enough to supply it. They put in, I don't know, they probably put in a couple of million dollars on this Weber canning system. And they were just canning like crazy. And they expanded uh, three 20 barrels. They have 20-barrel, three-vat system. That's it. So, and they were canning like crazy when it was there. And everything I tried, every beer I tried was amazing. Hmm. Uh, and, of course, it's really funny. In Oklahoma, you know, they have they have these laws, you know, that has a lot more to do with politics and taxes. But, you know, if they brew a lot of 3-2 beer up there, right? Because of the taxes. You know, we have to pay taxes. On <clears throat> and so, all of the beer that's more than four percent or whatever they have like a line down the middle of the building <laughs> the, the, the separator. Mm-hmm. you can only buy certain beer on one side of the line and then certain beer on the the higher abvs on the other side they can only sell that on the other side it's the stupidest thing That's I've ever seen. we're dumb. in the same building i mean i haven't seen anything that silly since since going into the grocery store in Azel and Azel is right on the county line between Wise and Tarrant right and there's a grocery store at least there used to be when I lived up there that was on the line and they actually had a piece of tape running across the floor and if you were selling beer if you're a beer vendor you had to set it up on the Tarrant County side of that piece of tape wow (laughs) yeah they don't mess around well it's like when we were up in Denison a couple years ago at uh, iron? No. What's it called? I forget. There's a brewery. Iron. In- <laughs> <laughs> There's a brewery up in Denison. They also do wine and and stuff. And um, they had the brewery. It's the same building, but there was a wall and a door that you had to pass through to get to where they sold the wine. <laughs> they couldn't have it in the same in the same space. Ivanhoe. That's Ivanhoe. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. I got iron mash on the brain. Yeah. And it was an I something. Iron. <laughs> iron. Where uh where is this in I- in Ivanhoe? Denison, Texas. Denison. Oh, in Denison. Yeah, Ivanhoe is where they're they're the Ivanhoe uh, Brewery. Yeah. Yeah. But Ivanhoe, Texas is where I guess their their vineyard is. Uh yeah yeah it is and so it's, they when they opened up the brewery it's called Homestead yeah Winery. I talked yeah. about last time I was yeah. here yeah. Gabe uh Gabe and his buddy opened a little brewery there next to the Dennis thing we had a, yeah we had a group on we took my sister up there and so she lives up there and yeah but it's supposed to make you vomit oh <laughs> <laughs> high praise from Tony Ipecac yeah. Ipecac Brewing. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's drink some beer. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, this next one, which is our first one, technically <laughs> second, yeah, uh, is from Rough Tail Brewing, uh, just outside of <laughs> Oklahoma City. Uh, this is called Everything Rhymes with Orange, and this is one of their year-round beers. Everything? Everything. Okay. Everything. But, never mind. But nothing rhymes with orange. <laughs> it's 6.5% ABV, 65 IBUs. I'm trying to think of something that does rhyme with orange. I don't think anything does rhyme with orange. Yellow or can. Orange is on the front. Weird sound. <laughs> Sorry, we were listening. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I've had anything from Rough Tail ever. I've had one thing from them, but I don't remember what it was because I was so drunk. They weren't in Big Texas, were they? Yes, they were. They were? Yes, that's where I had it. That means that we've had something from them, too. Hold on. I don't know. I'm <laughs> drunk. I think I ventured off from you guys before you could have any. Yeah, because looking at my untapped, I've checked into nothing from Rough Tail. Oh, yeah, we got a ton of good comments about our beer. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why Sawyer's not allowed to drink. Uh, <laughs> and Iron Mash. Oh, man, that was rough last time. Oh, at the awards party, though, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I was hammered at both events. Yes, yes, you were. And to our listeners, you can look forward to that again as we are signed up to do both the uh, brewing and the awards ceremony. Yep. Yet again this year, or bring it back after a two or three year, three year, I think we decided hiatus. Yeah. The topic of discussion was the Iron Mash awards <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> Out, outtakes episode yeah. you're referring there yeah. so our good clean listeners have never heard that and probably never will well this After is where we spent God 20 fearing. minutes chasing his cat <laughs> oh my his favorite house. part was when we uh, kept recording inside the car yeah. after the awards ceremony <laughs> by accident I didn't even know you were at the awards ceremony yeah. well this was that. two years three years ago yeah. the last time we did it Yeah. oh I wasn't maybe yeah. I wasn't there. we did our beard to guard just the tip. Yeah. No, that was that was a different one. Oh. Was that just the tip here that y'all recorded the award yeah. ceremony? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a Belgian blonde with, with rose hips and heather tips. How did I not see you at the award ceremony? That's, um, I made that wee heavy and like it was all gone. Even even like Carl came back and got seconds and thirds. Oh, I think I came back every, and got more of that too. <laughs> it's like everybody was over there drinking my wee heavy. I was like, dang, I should have brewed 10 gallons of this stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a wee heavy. It was good. That well, was, there was like three or four other we have here. It's a uh, cloudy as balls. Yes. <laughs> Let's drink it. I mean, smell it. Smell. I mean, look at it. Look at it. Yeah. This is pretty hazy. Yeah. It is. It's cloudy. Hazy. If it they is, want it to be a milkshake IPA, then. it is orange. <laughs> smells like pretty good. White foamy head. Yeah. Frothy. Oh, by the way, Rough Tail has just uh, moved into a new building that's much larger than what they had. They're growing like crazy. It smells more like a. It smells and tastes more like a West Coast style to me than a New England IPA. It does have some, kind of a, a bo feet aroma to it. 
Yeah, I could see that. There's something of a pine in there, but it's it's uh, it's got a West Coast feel to What's it. What's the body odor hop? Oh, uh, 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 um, uh, mosaic. <laughs> there you go. Mosaic. Yeah. yeah, the one that I don't like. Yeah, community. I don't know. Powers, what do you think about this? I can I can see tropical. Yeah, I guess some like tropical fruit notes too. Yeah, I agree with you, Powers. I'm glad yeah. he's here. Oh, I didn't read the little blurb. <laughs> oh, there's a blurb. Okay, you ready for the blurb? Yeah, that's just fun to say. Blurb, blurb me. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a little weird, but okay. <laughs> it's a soft, pillowy mouthfeel, hazy and non-filtered with juicy, citrusy hops and a fluffy white head. Uh, <laughs> what? Speaking of out of context. Soft, pillowy mouthfeel. This IPA features mid, mid to low bitterness and a full, soft body while still finishing dry and clean like the rest of the rough tail lineup. <laughs> Simcoe hops are featured. With Citra and Mosaic Ah, providing backup and complexity. And that's so it had the cat pee and the BO hopping in. Yep, so that concludes the blurb. I like Simcoe. It is polarizing though. Simcoe. I mean one or the other is okay, but when you put both of them I mean the Citra comes through just fine, but the Simcoe and the mosaic are kind of off-putting for me. I don't really get the Simcoe as far as the aroma is concerned. Uh, yeah. I mean, for this style, though, you expect citrus and fruit and sweet and soft. But that's what you get. Pillow. No, but that's not what you get from Simcoe and mosaic. No, I'm just saying that's what's coming through. No, not to me. Well, get on my level. <laughs> I'm getting too much B.O., for it to be sweet and fruity. So, sorry, rough tail. Try again. It kind of, it's almost like I took my tongue and just ran it through a litter box. Whoa! <laughs> no, it's not that bad. God, <laughs> man, that's, you're rough on those guys. No, that's not. Which one was that? I don't even that was a long time ago. It's probably like episode 15. <laughs> Jeez. It just, it just tastes West Coast to me. It doesn't, I don't, I'm not getting the New England feel out what of makes it west coast I'm, like like that's a serious question because i have no idea it, it, it's it's kind of it's it's a little bit piney to me it's and i guess it's the citra is what's setting it off for me the okay. the, the citra is giving it you know some some really pungent um uh, well citra, citra flavors you know and it just it doesn't it doesn't have that feel of a new england ipa to me i got you the mouth feel is there it's soft and pillowy it's you know, medium bodied, pillowy. Um, the carbonation level is low. Mm-hmm. It's just the the aroma and the flavor are not New England. Yeah, outside of that, they nailed it. <laughs> outside the aroma and the flavor, they nailed it. <laughs> this is a great beer, except the aroma and the flavor are off. It's in the wrong. It's the wrong style. It's the. It's maybe. It's not. I don't know. I do get it's pretty intense. There's lots of really juicy hot flavors, which you're looking yeah. for. I mean, I get tropical fruit, hops. I get uh, I get some of the the dank bo notes. I get some. But see, some that Simcoe. part's not New England. Well, it can be. That part yeah. should never be in beer anyway. Because oh. <laughs> see, whenever I think New England, and when you think back to when we did the New England episode, and we had the same Adams. New England IPA, yeah. which they're in New England, so they kind of, I would figure that that's kind of a representation of the style. 
it was a very soft, fruity, easy to drink IPA. There were no harsh, like bo flavors in it. So you think it's a little too aggressive? I think I, I don't. I don't have an issue with the aggressiveness of it. I have an issue with the profile. the The mosaic I don't believe belongs in this style of IPA. As Just it, like you wouldn't put a sea hop in a in an English IPA. Yeah, it does. It's. I mean, it's still technically an IPA, but it's not the right profile. I think you nailed it. I think it is too aggressive for New England IPA. It's it really punches you in the face. I mean, flavor. if if it was punchy with fruit and citrus notes, that's fine. But it's I don't not have soft. an issue. It's not soft and pillowy. I don't know where that description came from. It's not, well, I think that's more me, of a mouthfeel. It's very pungent. Thing. Yeah. I think the soft and pillowy is more of a mouthfeel. Hey, don't blame me. I got it off the website. <laughs> Believe everything. I just don't on think the, the mosaic fits the the style very well. Believe everything I read. I write it down, then I read it. Yeah, I, I mean that's just everything on Wikipedia. You know, <laughs> everything on the internet is true. That's yeah. right. I I published it to Facebook, then I read it, and I said I I read it. It's true. <laughs> it's yeah. like that quote from Abraham Lincoln. Don't don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quote, yeah. Have you seen that before? Yeah. I have seen that. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not terrible. It's just no. not what I expected. Yeah. I'm interested in trying more of their beers. Yeah. I you know the New England IPA craze is everybody's trying to dip their hands in it, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's not everyone's cup of tea. No. <laughs> I bet it starts fading out here pretty quick. Yeah. Because be what else really are you going to do with it? That'd be a really quick fad. Once, what else are you going to do with it? <laughs> Once Deep Ellum comes out with one, that's that's when it's going to go down. <laughs> Why do you say that? I'm just making fun of Deep Ellum. So I can say, this is the Deep Ellum New England IPA. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a next drop. <laughs> this is the Hackershore New England IPA. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like you know it's going to run its course. There's, you know, not much else you can do with it. You pack it full of juicy hops. You got the, the opaque appearance, which was definitely a fad, but you can't really evolve it beyond what it is now. Yeah. No, but I think it has a pretty strong cult following. They're sure. going to keep drinking it. Yeah, and it's going away. There's breweries that have you know have made their bed with this, like yeah. a Turning Point, for example. Oh yeah, they, and do, they do a really they, good job. And with they it. do it very well. You're right. But I don't think it's going to be as, like this time next year, I don't think we're going to see as many as we do now. Next year is going to be the Imperial New England IPA. Oh, God. <laughs> no, bring back the Imperial Goza from Martin House. <laughs> or uh, the New I England Angers. Double IPA. I Anger's Imperial New England IPA. <laughs> Imperial Martson. Imperial Martson. <laughs> no, Shankerla. It's going to come out with the Imperial Smoked New England IPA. <laughs> it's a Roush IPA. <laughs> God. My palatability rating. <laughs> I could pound this. I think you go for like a six. Yeah, I'm going to say five. I think I could go with a seven for this one. I like the fruity notes, and the even though it is pretty intense hop notes it's it's approachable mm. like i don't 
I don't feel any kind of warmth or heat. I think I could pound this one. Seven. Yeah, seven's a good number. And if it were on BJCP? In what category? <laughs> well, we New England IPA is is tabbed it's for the, the next yeah the next iteration of of the guidelines. Give it a low thirties. I think it's a little it's a little out of style. It's a little too too in my face. It's a little bit too much. It's a little too pungent for me. I'd I'd be mid. I like the tropical flavors, like but. maybe thirty six to thirty eight, but with the provision that. They dial back some of the the sweaty hops a little bit. <laughs> Get rid of the feet. Yeah. Too much feet. <laughs> Don't dip your toes in the in the mash tun next time. <laughs> Unless you sanitize them. The carnival of feet. <laughs> yeah, I would have started out in the forties and then you would have talked me down on it. If we were judging this together. Would I have successfully talked you down on it? <laughs> Well, I, I don't disagree that the uh, the mosaic notes might not be as appropriate to yeah. the characteristics of the style. Uh, as a beer itself, I love the heck out of this. Very tasty. This is the kind of thing that I want on my tap. Just really pungent, really intense, really hoppy. I think maybe this is a, a nice blend between a New England and... I think it's a a good blend between the two IPA styles because it does have elements of both. Yeah, but I don't know. It's good. I like it. Yeah, I liked your beer. It's not bad. (laughs) Rough tail. Not bad. Not bad. What is it called? Rat tail? <laughs> rough. <laughs> rough tail. Oh, rat tails are pretty rough, so it could be. Sorry, guys. It's good beer. I, I pound the crap out of this beer all day long. <laughs> I would be interested to try some more of their uh, offerings. I'm, yeah, me too. We've got Big Texas coming around again. Well, March. Well, this is my year to not go to Big Texas, so. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll go. I'll go to Blue Bonnet this year. Oh yeah, that's in March too. I it? switch off every year. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, we'll see what they have. Maybe they'll come to Blue Bonnet for the uh, commercial tasting. Who knows? I just need to reach out to Tony and ask him. <coughs> Isn't I'll it let like you know. he's sitting right next to you? No, Ex- not that Tony. <laughs> like <laughs> extended family. He, he's or something. my former step cousin. <laughs> former uh, if or cousin in law, however you want to look former at it. Former cousin in law. Yeah. Is it still just a cousin? It's a cousin twice removed or something. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I still call him cousin. Y'all still talk? Rarely, but okay. I have his personal contact information now. Ooh. So I got it from his mom. You fancy. <laughs> his mom. His mom. Hey. Right. Got his pager number. Well, back then I only had him on Facebook and he wouldn't answer his dang Facebook messages. So now I have his cell phone number. All right, let's move on to another brewery. And with that cocky sniff, I say, thank you for asking. I'm glad Stop being asked. penisy. <laughs> Balls. We're moving uh, down the road uh, to Coop Aleworks. Coop. 
And let's see, they are established oh, out poop. of. I'm sure, it's not co-op. No, it is Coop. No. They're out of Oklahoma City. <clears throat> yeah, it can't be Coop because all the letters are all the same size, aren't they? Yes. So it can't be co-op. Right. That's why I said it can't be co-op. You know, I said it can't be Coop. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I meant. Yeah. Get Re- on my level. Rewind the tape. My. <laughs> you can listen to it later. Uh, yes, this is Coop out of Oklahoma City. And this is one that they've been around for a while. At least one of the older. Well, I say that. We don't really get too many Oklahoma beers to begin with. This is one of the first ones. One of the earlier ones I can remember. <coughs> this beer specifically or Coop in general? No, Coop in general. Oh, okay. Uh, Prairie's been around longer than. Yes. It has. Yeah. They have. This is uh, the F5 IPA. I think this is their, their flagship IPA. Uh, classified as American IPA, 7.1%. ABV, 85 IBU. Hmm. Comes in a green can. On the can it says, A straightforward malt body supports the distinctive bouquet of Columbus and Falconer's Flight Hops. Oh, you used oh, those before. Yeah, I did. Falcon. Falconer's Flight Hops that impart citrus grapefruit and pine notes characteristic of the west coast style tony's gonna love this one what's that i love it already f5 is a belligerent hop reckoning take that for what it's worth you have trouble understanding it uh just a quick tidbit so the two brewers that we're featuring today are both in okc uh prairie artisan ales is uh, out of tulsa Okay. Yeah. Well, they don't brew in Tulsa. They brew just outside of Tulsa, but they're they in Tulsa. Their brew pub is actually in downtown Tulsa. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So they don't brew on site except for small batches. It's interesting. I haven't really come across any commercial beers that had Falconer's Flight. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it until you looked it up specifically for a Star Wars beer. Yeah. It's my, an F hop. My Millennium Falconer's <clears throat> IPA. I had Millennium Galaxy and Falconer's Flight hops. Should have put some fuggles in there too. <laughs> no, actually, that that IPA wasn't bad. I need to brew that one again. Skibidibidi. Actually, C three PA. That was a good C three PA. I liked better. That was, yeah, that I was a good that one. <laughs> this one pours very clear. Yeah, uh, slightly hazy, it's like an amber. <laughs> oh yeah, I do see some little floaties in there. Slightly hazy, not many, but there are some. I have floaties. I drink all my floaties. <laughs> Dang, that White was fast. Head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now this this is like <laughs> Dabs, yeah. <laughs> IPA aroma. Actually I'm getting a fair amount of like multi sweetness in the aroma too. I have to get my head going again, give me a second. Yeah, I could see the malty sweetness. Total wine strikes again. Oh, really? This beer is from May, so it's. How do you know? I looked at the date in the can that they put on there whenever they can it. Five twenty nine eighteen. Can you buy it back in September? At nine twenty eight twenty eight. Yeah. Bought it last year, so it's. I mean, it's not super old, but we also know IPAs. Right. Every day that goes by, it starts to lose a little bit of flavor. How old so, is? It? May, May 29th of this year hmm. now, at 9.30 a.m. <laughs> you know, this. it kind of has the Breakfast. flavor profile of 
like a um, a double IPA with that that malty backbone, but it's still super bitter. Yeah, that's that's coming through, and I hate that that's one of the first things I think whenever I get a an older beer that the hops have fallen off. I don't think the hops have completely fallen off in this one. No, 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 they're still, still there. Yeah. Now you've been drinking on this six pack for a little while now. Have they all been this way, or was it fresher that first one you opened? No, they've all been like this. Okay. A little touch of like raisin dark fruit. See, I'm not picking up on that. Yeah, get in. Let me try again. I like that it's not, it's not, way over the top. I I I hate it when they just bitter hop the hell out of the IPAs, just trying to see how much crap they can cram into it. Mm. How how many alpha acids can we cram into? I like I like that it's not over the top. This is. Much more drinkable to me. It was got bitter, but it's just a little on the back end to me. I don't pick it up on the front when I, you know, you get a little fruity, a little malty on the front. That's kind of smooth, smooth going down, you know. What is it like? Anything over ninety IBUs, you can't tell the difference. Yeah, something like, something that. like that. Yeah, diminishing returns. What are the IBUs on this one? I think it said eighty-five. Eighty-five. Is that correct? So yes. it's you know relatively high. The swarm. Is but I'd say it's appropriate for this but one is at seventy IBUs. <laughs> really, <laughs> I would it's like not. to point out that the can is green and silver and black at eighty-five IPUs. Oh, that was right. What's an IPU? Does it IPU? I'm sorry. I said IBU. There we go. Wait, International Pittering Unit. <laughs> You said it. It was right on. I at 85 IPUs. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's an old drop from years ago. That is a stupid old drop. Now, according to BJCP, American 70. IPA 21A says 70. IBUs of 40 to 70. Yeah, 70 is max. So I, it's a little higher, but... What's, declared what's higher. The I don't taste it. 5.5 5 to 7.5. So it fits there. It fits there. What about the swarm? 6 to 14. <laughs> okay. I, I think everything about oh, it is yeah. fine. It's a little old. Yeah. Um, I don't. Think I, it's I would like to try this one fresh. I think it would, with the hops that were listed, I think it would be pretty good. So here's what we need to do. We need to take a trip to OKC. Why would anybody want to go to Obama? Just shh. Let's take a trip to OKC and do a double brewery spotlight. Go to Hochitown. <laughs> Do you know why Texas hasn't floated off into the Gulf of Mexico? Because Oklahoma sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, as as soon as you even start interacting with this beer, it, it starts to hit you. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> See, Thanks I, for that I, want, I had a conversation with this beer and it smacked me. <laughs> I want the hot profile from the last beer on this one. That's what I want. I want it to be Big and yeah, fruity and you intense. love mosaic too. Yes. So yeah. I'm with Travis. See, give me that and cut out the the malty slash slight raisiny notes and see. I think if this were fresh, perfect. it would be fantastic. <clears throat> and it very way, well just could the be. way it is. You're right. It very well could be. Now drink this on March 30th. Or okay. no, excuse me, May 30th. You <laughs> go back and before it was brewed. <laughs> just just chew on some grain. <laughs> Pop a hot pellet in your mouth. <laughs> I'll be right back. Whoa! <laughs> what was that at the end? What was that at the end? 
I like it like this. I like it a little like uh, it. M- mellowed off. Um, it's just a little it's, harsh. This is not the, 85 IBUs. I don't. I don't. Maybe well, it was when it was fresh, but I that's think, not 85. I think it is because the the bitterness, like it's it just it's kind of like sits end, on the side of your yeah mouth it's and well it's just, into the finish. It's, it's all in the finish. It's, it's super dry and yeah. super bitter without the flavor, which is why I think it would be a lot better fresh because then that hot flavor would yeah. come through more. Right now, it's just malty sweetness and bitter astringency finish, on the end. Yeah. Leaves my tongue sticky. What else? <laughs> it is kind of thick. It is, it is a little heavier in the mouth than I'd expect for California, but um, it's very, very approachable beer. And I'm not a big hophead. The guys get into brewing; they're they're just hop insane. And and I'm I'm not. I, I go the other way. I'm more the malty, mm-hmm. sweet and malty. Uh, but uh, but I'll drink an IPA every now and then. And I mean, this is this is very very approachable. IPA. Well, I think that the technique and and everything about it is spot on. And I think it would be a good beer, fresh. I rate everything on how they do a Martzen. <laughs> of course, you do. And they didn't score as high as Hackershore. <laughs> Did you have their Martin? Yeah, back on October 1st of 2017. Well, because I tried to get their Oktoberfest. But they were out. But, well, they he said they that the keg was extremely low, and he wasn't sure if it was going to fill a whole crowler or oh, whatever. What said. And he's like, there might be enough to give you like five or six ounces of it. And I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. And that's our weekly check-in with Hacker Shores, yes. prevent, presented by Sawyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny when I was so I was at Specs the other day and I saw <laughs> the Hacker Shore. I was I was looking along the Did German you buy a case of it. Uh, there was none there. It was all sold out. The and there's a reason why. It's because it's so good. I guess you I saw Sawyer's truck it. peeling out of the suckers. Sawyer could single-handedly keep that brewery open. (laughs) Yeah, I really could. (laughs) We should open our own brewery because he'd drink enough to keep us all rich. (laughs) As long as we make a good Martin. Make it like Hackershore, yeah. Hackershore is so good. (laughs) It's okay. No, shut up. It's awesome. I've had better. Name it. Exactly. (laughs) Not top of my head, but... I like... uh, Well, I'm crazy. You know, I like multi-beer, too. I'm crazy about Iinger's Doppelbach. Mm. That just blows me away. They sell a little Celebrator. I think it's called Celebrator. Yep. Oh, that's and, from the, uh, uh, this one right here. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, oh yeah, here. yeah, yeah. You got the little thing. That, yeah, that is. I am absolutely <laughs> nuts about that. That thing must be brewed by slutty nuns up in the Alps or something. It's just Did amazing. You just say slutty nuns. <laughs> It's an amazing beer. At it's least an amazing beer. I get to drink it all day. I like to get multi. Bloody none. <laughs> Up in the Appalachians. Appalachians. Bloody. <laughs> anyway, so. Talk about a bad habit. Poundability. Our mash. Poundability on F5. Master brewer. <laughs> so what's your poundability rating on this one, huh? <laughs> Cowboys. You know, I'm pretty sure this is one of their flagship beers. This one and the beer we're about to try from them, that base style, I think those are their two flagships. Mm. Um, and I can see why. I mean, it's, it's it's well made. If it were fresher, I bet this would be just, you know, fantastic. 
fantastic example of the IPA. But as presented? As presented, I think it's fallen off a little bit. Um, I don't think I could pound this one as well as the other one. It uh, it does have a pretty considerable bitterness in the finish that uh, several of us have remarked on. And I think I would notice that as I'm halfway through pounding it. So that might choke me up a little bit. I'll give this a five. Yeah, I was thinking five also. I'm going to say six. I think I'd go higher. I'd go with a six. And I'm not a big hop fanatic at that. Me I, it's more drinkable to me. And score-wise, I'd... Yeah, even though you, you guys keep saying it's fallen off, I, I think it's still in the pretty good range. I'd score it in the high 30s. BJCP. <laughs> Let's see when Style. you read... When you read uh, flavor. Hop flavor is medium to very high and should reflect an American or New World hop character, such as citrus, floral, pine, resin, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, etc. Medium high to very high hop bitterness. So the hot bitterness is there, but the hot flavor, however, I don't think. No, it is, it is falling off. That's got that so, fruity malty front end. That's it's not hoppy, not bitter hop. I would I would give it a low thirties, like thirty to thirty two. Just because the flavors dropped significantly. Yeah. And it's kind of the the hop driven astringency is very harsh. Yeah, I think I'd agree. I'd probably be right at a thirty. Just at the at the bottom of the very good level, and then I'd, I'd comment something on uh, on be sure you submit a, a fresh example if you're able to, right? Especially for this style. But uh, I mean, everything else obviously it's technically flawless. There's no no other problems with it. Just a little old. Yeah, I, I would be very interested to try a fresh example. Mm-hmm. Because I remember really uh, my last check into this one when I had it um, at World of Beer. Let's see. Oops. No, that's Sawyer's. What did I give it last time? It's like a four something. Bombastic bitter bomb. Bombastic bitter bomb. Bombastic bitter bomb. Yeah, I gave it a four. Four out of five when I had it fresh from a keg. I remember really liking it. But this one's just meh. Anyway, all right, we got one more. Whoop. <laughs> and the next one is <laughs> from Coop Ale Works. Again. Again. From Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The Casket Series Rye Barrel Aged DNR. So basically, I'm going to have heartburn after this. Well, the DNR is their uh, Belgian Strong Dark Ale. You know what that so stands for, right? Yeah. Okay. Do not resuscitate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> they're saying. Belgian Dark Strong, which is basically the quad, right? Um, and Four. it's aged in rye barrels. Rye whiskey. Yeah. Okay. 12.5% ABV. <laughs> good. Oh, my God. God. So, this should be good. It's a little warm. I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, it's pretty dang clear. It's kind of a, a dark reddish hue. Thin head, small bubbles. I don't think it's dark reddish hue. Persistent, but I think Travis not very high. This is mahogany. <laughs> yes. It's still, it it smells mahogany. like a, it looks like it's a. It's actually still a little hazy. 
Slightly. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. It, it's persistently bubbling, but just not a really strong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's my very hazy. Yeah. I would say that. I forgot to <laughs> mention this in the intro. Hmm. Did you know that Feisty Redhead is now in cans? Yes. It always was. Oh. <laughs> well, it's been a while since I've been in a beer store, so other than to buy all they do is can Coors Light. Thank Coors you for that. They pay like forty-five cents to can per can. I love that beer. They need to get their oh. own. Can. I'm getting a lot of like dark fruit and molasses in the aroma. Would you consider this a gothic dark beer? Gold. A what? A gothic beer? DNR. Dark fruit. Oh my gosh. Ooh, definitely smells of tart. <laughs> I'm getting some like sour notes in the aroma. It is sour. Like some uh Ooh, almost yeah. almost the vinegar. Is that like nail polish edge? Dark gold. I wouldn't say nail brown. polish. I could I could go with the, the vinegary note though. It's not I wouldn't bad. say nail polish though. Nail polish is too much. <laughs> but there's a there's a lot of dark fruit and molasses. Like the molasses is very strong. For it me. is extremely <laughs> strong. Ec- I'm sorry, extremely strong. <laughs> Thanks it, for that, Sawyer. Like a somebody. <laughs> it does have something. You know, it does have something of a, a little bit of a acetone scent. That that tart front of you were calling it nail polish. It it has a little bit of a scent of acetone on the front, but. Then, then it, that molasses mm-hmm. just hits the hell out of you, mm-hmm. and then you pick up all this syrupy, this dark syrupy notes out of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting a whole lot of heat out of it. Did you at least get a whiff of it, Sawyer? <laughs> <laughs> Usually, the, yes. uh, the really high ABV barrel age stuff you get heat a burn. You or burn something, but I'm not. Nothing alcohol related. It's very anyway. well masked. Yeah, for yeah. Percent. Like uh, you just mentioned, it was barrel aged, and I completely forgot it was barrel aged because I'm really not picking up, you know, the the standard notes of a barrel beechwood. I'm really not getting any rye spice either. Yes, you with your hand up. Why are you raising? Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, this also reminds me of your award winning barley wine. Is it yeah. rustic? Eh. I don't. In age, <laughs> is it rustic? <laughs> Samples looking for words. He's not going to find them in the light. No, I'm looking towards Lady Freedom. What? Is it bad that like I almost think it <laughs> smells like Whataburger spicy ketchup? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it does. Hey, it, the A one ticket Hardy is back. I know. <laughs> Forget sushi. I'm getting A1 thinking hearty. Um, actually, no, I really want sushi. Um, I, I don't think that th- this is anywhere close to a barley wine. But What's, the maltiness makes me re- relive your barley wine. Rye barrels, huh? I guess I'm not familiar enough with rye whiskey to pick up. Well, I mean, you There's, know, rye is super spicy. Like, if you ever had rye bread. Rye whiskey? There's but, a song for that. <laughs> rye whiskey, rye yeah. whiskey. Yes. Don't let me down. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Love it. Thank are you, we Jim not at Tom. the tasting part Was that popcorn? Yet? Are we just sniffing? No, that was Jim Tom. Oh. Okay. It's a little... It's. I'm picking up some warmth now down at the... As it warms up a little bit. Yeah. 
down it's in still the, uh, really the bottom of my chest here I'm picking up some warmth down there and just below the boobs in the guts yeah <laughs> just below the thick. the man boob it, it is thick <clears throat> creamy I am picking up Nips. some of that vinegary character you talked about Travis but I don't I still don't get nail polish I don't either I would still write it down on the on the sheet I would fight for that one it's it's there is it just it's a sh- now I, not you know, over the top because but with there. with barrel aged beers you're gonna get some oxidation and maybe a little bit of of tartness just because of the barrel mm-hmm. so I wouldn't say that this is way out of style it might be a little too tart but it's not way off <clears throat> let it let it warm up I know it says it's warming up I'm kind of picking up more of the rye rye whiskey kind of. It's, it's kind of coming through a little bit more as it's warming up. I'm mm. honest. It doesn't taste sour at all no. to me. No, it, I don't get no, the tart flavor. I, don't I just I picked smell. up a little bit of that yeah. in the, in it, the aroma. It doesn't taste yeah. sour, but it, I do get that hint of vinegar in the flavor. There is something a little bit pungent about it. <laughs> well, you talked about o- oxygen. Would you call it maybe a sherry? Note? Uh, potentially. I wouldn't go as far as like wet cardboard though, Mm-mm. but I could see a sherry note that would that, uh, that would fit. I think. Yeah. Word. Ooh, alcohol just Travis just stings your nostrils. Shivered. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I'm I'm still not picking up any. Well, I can't say any. A lot of heat. I'm not picking up twelve and a half percent. I am not either. No. Which is dangerous. <clears throat> I get it. Down here with. My In your esophagus double. area. <laughs> beat me to it. Where's that drop? <laughs> that one. That's also an old one. I, don't know, I, I think yeah. it exits my like tongue area and goes into my <laughs> esophagus. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Carr. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Well... <laughs> It's a little slick too, like on the tongue. Um, um, um. <laughs> Who was that? Wasn't that? A, was that powers. a G A B L? Powers. That was powers. That that that. That's not powers. <laughs> the champagne abyss. Some, some rando. Um. So if it has like a Belgian quad as the base style, are you picking up any of those? Like standard notes, like the Belgian fruity characteristics, the sugar that you usually get. The sugar, yes. The sugars. Yeah, I. It's like a back end sweetness. I would say that maybe some of the um, dark fruit comes through on the finish. It is kind of sweet. I'm not picking up as much molasses as I was at the beginning. However, it's still present. It the, the very first. Uh, Sniff and the very first taste, I was getting tons of molasses. But now the dark fruit's kind of coming through a little more. Yeah, I get the Fig Newton flavor. Mm. It's tw- <clears throat> 26D Belgian dark, strong, dark, complex, very strong Belgian ale with a delicious blend of malt, richness, dark fruit flavors, and spicy elements. Complex, rich, smooth, and dangerous. That's from the BJ, so it's dangerous beer. Dangerous. How many ratings do you have on Untapped? 
random, random question. Oh, it's a new statistic that I saw in here. I was curious. Land of the Free, level 97. <laughs> it sounds similar right now. <laughs> Authentic Trappist versions tend to be drier, Belgians would say more digestible, than Abbey versions, which can be rather sweet and full-bodied. Well, I'd say this qualifies as sweet and full-bodied. Yeah. Traditionally bottled, conditioned, or refermented in the bottle, sometimes known as a Trappist quad, most are simply known by their strength or color designation. <clears throat> it's very rich. It's, yeah, it, it's it very is. very rich, heavy. Um, I, y'all have bigger pours than I do. I've been sitting here warming my... As I warm it up, I pick up the rye whiskey in it. Uh, it gets a little bit more noticeable. It's hot to me, but just at the very, very end, you know, like... Down in the lower chest areas where I feel a little. It warm. does sit kind of heavy. It's extremely well masked for twelve percent. See, that's all I had. <laughs> oh, as in yes. 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 I thought it was S E E ellipsis, and you were going to continue. But you, you, okay. Shade. Shade. I got you. Shade. I got you. Like it. Some no outside iterations. I think it's a little bit too. Oxidized for my taste. I would have preferred it to be a little cleaner. I I don't dislike the heat or the flavor profile as far as the Belgian character goes. I would have liked to have a little bit more rye character and less sherry from the oxidation. I've come to expect any of that from a barrel-aged anything because a barrel breathes. So you're going to get, right. s- to a certain extent, you will get some oxida- oxidation off of a barrel-aged beer if it's if it's been done properly over a period of time. Because well, the, barrel, the barrel breathes. The, if, the, if angel's barrel share, the angel's share is going to cause some... Uh, some oxidation f- just from the aging process. Oxidation. If the barrel's oxidation. primed before you put the beer in and it's sealed, you shouldn't get as much. You should get more more wood character and more whatever was in the barrel before, rye whiskey or whatever else. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the barrel that this specific batch was in wasn't sealed completely and it oxidized. I don't, I don't think know. it's terribly off-putting. It, it's it's a little too much for me. Is it? So, uh, <laughs> waiting for Travis to hit the button. Anyway, what's poundability? Yeah. <laughs> that was powers too. Um, <laughs> You're not gonna drink a lot of these, man. You just this is this is not lawnmower beer. I'd say no. this is a barley wine level beer. I'm gonna say three and a half. I'm going to say, yeah, I'll agree with that. Three and a half. Three point five. <laughs> this is a sipping beer. Now, that was the barley wine. That was a barley wine. Yeah. This is a sipping beer. And he chugged it. He did. did I, was, he? I was upset. <laughs> He's like, this beer goes to 11. It was a very good beer. I was just upset he chugged it. Yeah. Couldn't fully appreciate it. Yeah, this is a two or a three. I'll give it a two. This is a just sipping beer. The sweetness and the... It's just overwhelming. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. And as soon as you bring it to your face, <laughs> you're like, what am I doing? I'm pounding it. <laughs> I'm doing my nails. 
I'm over here sitting wall. You're going to hey. regret your choices in life. <laughs> I haven't heard that drop in a long time. What was that? I don't think I've ever heard that one. What was that one? I'm over here sniffing a wall. Hey. What the <laughs> hell did he just say? I'm over here sniffing a wall. <laughs> the paint. <laughs> sniffing paint. <laughs> There was a preface to that one. I don't quite remember what Stop it was. Sniffing it was paint. sniffing while yeah. drinking. Yeah, you're <laughs> oh, like, that's right. Have you ever tried sniffing sniffing a while and it kind of ran together? Sniffing, sniffing while, while while drinking. And he like, thought I said sniffing a wall. Sniffing a wall. wall. <laughs> and then off mic, I'm over here sniffing a wall. <laughs> that was when we were over in the office. Yeah. All right, quit studio, sniffing studio paint chips. 1.0. Stop eating paint yeah. chips. Shortly after that was... <laughs> I was expecting to be like... <laughs> Well, I'm going. uh, I got a plan to go back to Oklahoma (laughs) because when I was up there during Fourth of July period, um, I found out that. uh, So one of my favorite fireworks is artillery shells. Mm. That's the big boom that cities shoot off. Right, it's artillery shells. I found out they have 500 milligram artillery shells in Oklahoma, and I brought back a couple hundred dollars worth, and they were amazing. Dang. The neighbors were like, we, we went out the country, my daughter's son-in-law's house, <clears throat> out in the country, and you can just shoot off any time out there. It's not the city. The neighbors were gathering around, applauding. That's <laughs> how big these fireworks were. So I'm going back up there. They start selling in December. I'm going to go back up there. I'm going to bring back. There's some, another place around. I'm going to bring back sells. some Mountain Fork. For There's you guys another place to. around here that sells 500 milligram. I have not seen them in Texas. Um, I'll, I'll show you. But I'm definitely going back to Mountain Fork to uh, to get some more beer and more fireworks in December. Yeah. I'm going to come hit so you. So I'll bring up. you back. Some. Yeah, you should. We sell lots of good stuff. Cool. <laughs> yeah, did before, your dad got a shop. No. <laughs> before we go, Tony, let us know where uh, where did you go recently on your trip to Oklahoma? Because you visited some breweries that we don't have today. Yeah, yeah. So I keep talking about Mountain Fork. So Mountain Fork, um, okay. I uh, go to um, Beaver's Bend State Park, Beaver's Bend's lower area. There's a, a river called Mountain Fork there, and uh, do trout fishing. They buy trout from uh, Ada, Missouri. Uh, and uh, up, up in there, they bring in trout and stock them, and uh, you can do fly fishing uh, year-round up there because the they have two dams there. Actually, there's an upper dam and a lower dam. Upper dam they use controlled water flow and keep the uh, uh, the fish happy. The trouts are happy. Yeah. And the lower one is is a power supply. Well, the the, the upper one's called Mountain Fork uh, River, and so we go up there. Go we, we go fly, fly fishing. Well. <clears throat> December, uh, in 2015, I don't know who they hired and put in charge of it, but the guy did not, the engineers, the Corps engineers did not manage the water properly and it destroyed the entire area. They flooded it. It's probably the second time they've done it in 30 years. I, I hope that person doesn't work there anymore because he did millions of dollars worth of damage by flooding that area. So I hadn't hey. been up there in a long time. Well, I had an opportunity to go up there this summer um, and they have two breweries up there. <clears throat> Beaver's Bend Brewery, which is actually in Hochatown. This is confusing. Broken Bow is a small city. Uh, you go north of that, you run into Hochatown, you hang a ride on 259, you go into Beaver's Bend uh, uh, State Park area. Well, Hochatown is actually where the tourists, that's what, there's probably a thousand cabins up there on little two, three acre plots, forested. It's a tourist town. You know, they're 
These people are starving to death in the winter on Social Security. And then in the summertime, they're just booming. You know, it's a town of 20,000 people running through there. Uh, it's like Pigeon Forge, right? So um, <clears throat> they have uh, – I hadn't been back in a long time. Now they have two breweries, Beaver's Bend, um, which I was not really impressed with that place as much. They were they were a little smaller. They were up on a hill. You could see over the town. It's a great seating area. Nice. But the beers – and keep in mind, this is a summertime, so these are all summer ales. But, um, you know, the beers they had for sale were all bottled 22-ounce bombers. There were a lot of them for sale. Um, Hmm. I was not terribly impressed with the offerings they had there. But, you know, it's it's kind of a – it's kind of a – reminded me of a place you'd stop by after work. Just kind of enjoy the sunset, Mm -hmm. have a couple of light beers, you know, have a couple of Coors or whatever they have, their, their style. But the other place I went to was Mountain Fork Brewery, and it was absolutely I – was, I was just blown away by the place. They have a distillery there, a couple of restaurants, and this Mountain Fork Brewery was there. And uh, it was incredible. They have a, a huge Weber uh, canning line installed and looked like they were just canning like crazy, hardly anything on the shelf. Uh, which is a good sign. I mean, you know, it's just selling really fast. Uh, they had the, the Sneaky Pete's. It was great. It was fantastic. I brought back some crumpet. Unfortunately, I drank all this beer before the, <laughs> before this podcast, but it was incredible. Uh, it was an incredibly well-done brewery, well-thought-out, and they're talking about bringing it to Dallas, so I'll be excited mm. to keep an eye on them and see if they get enough connections around uh, – uh, the guys running community and stuff, and kind of get some some of their beers moved down here. They they upgraded from sixty gallons their first year. They immediately had to upgrade, and they went to a twenty barrel three vat system and added the Weber canning line. So these guys are serious, and they've obviously got a lot of money dumped into this hmm. this place, and and they're doing beer right. It kind of reminded me of Bankhead a little bit. They're doing classic uh, styles correctly. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to go back there. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Place. Next time you guys go, I got to go with you. I, I, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go training. back to that place. I was blown away at Bloop on it, on the Hellas, yeah. man. I kept going. I heard yeah. it was Hellas good. Embarrassingly, you can hear me chatting in the background <laughs> on that podcast. And it's not as good as that Hellas, but it's pretty damn good beer. <laughs> <laughs> was that big Texas we went up there? Yeah, yeah, we, we rode yeah. the train. Y'all did, Beard, two. Big Texas. Y'all did two breweries in a row on yeah. that one, didn't you? Yeah, we, yeah. we pre-gamed Big Texas with, with Bankhead, Bankhead. Yeah. which was not a good idea. <laughs> that was great. But it was phenomenal at the same Fantastic. time. And we put powers on the train. It is amazing. It was amazing. No, we, did we put power? Did, you, no, did we actually just, physically put him on a train? No, he, he disappeared, and we found out he was on a train. Oh, yeah, because we just got a text, <laughs> I'm on a train. And I'm like... I well, hope it's the right, the right one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, that fun, was great. That was a good night. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I've done in beer this week. I didn't forget about that. Uh, Wednesday, I went to the State Fair, and Community has been doing special brews there. Last hmm. five, five or six years, they did a funnel cake fried beer. beer. Uh, the the <laughs> fried beer was not very good. I did not try it. Uh, that was two years ago mm. funnel oh, cake I, in one hand corn dog in the other yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, buddy. Oh, there we go um, cake. It, yeah i heard i heard that was not very good. it's just flat beer inside of ravioli was was fried beer mm. but i did have a chance to try uh so this year they did corn dog beer i've seen a lot of pictures of that yeah it did not mm. have a lot of corn dog 
it was more biscuity and uh it was just it was an okay beer i could sit around and drink a couple of those beers i mean mm. community makes great beer yeah um but it did it taste like corn dogs i didn't really get it i don't know that i, I want my not. beer to taste like corn dogs well funnel cake beer tasted like damn funnel cake and i drank like three or four of them while i was sitting there i was really blown away by how it, it yeah. Ing- the ingenuity they put into yeah. creating that beer, and they brought it back again, like two years ago. They brought, or last year, last year they brought the funnel cake beer. Yeah, back. we've had it on the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I, I, I was kind of blown away by that beer. I was surprised that yeah. they were able to capture that and beer, have it yeah. so well balanced together. Even well, if you don't like funnel cake and beer, I'm, you know, it was what still was well. The, well the other one, the cookies and cream. Who was that? Martin House. Martin House. Was Martin I, knew, House. I knew it was another local. You know, they did the, the pairing where they did like a cookies beer and yeah. something else. So you mix the two, and that was incredible. <laughs> well, I missed out on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that one was really good. They had two separate beers, and you're supposed to mix them. Yeah, okay, okay. And it was really good. Well, I, I even went so far as to put some mustard on half of the rim of my corn dog beer, and it still did not taste like corn dogs. I mean, it tasted like. Mustard you know, there was something else too. One of the one of my friends that I, you know, well posted on Facebook about it. They had the the big tall flute glass. Yep, that's what they with serve. the beer in it, and then they said you're supposed to put mustard on the rim. And I, I was like, that sounds really strange. I told him to put it on half of it in case I didn't like it. At least I could enjoy the beer right. without the mustard. And I tried it. I I just I, I didn't get it. Was it didn't capture the essence of, the, mm. of when they did. Last, it's an interesting idea. It's, it's a gimmicky out. thing that they. I'm sure they made a lot of money on because people are like, I want to try that. That sounds interesting. I think it's a brilliant idea. I think they should try. You know, communities should do that every year. They should uh, try every year to infuse a beer with some sort of state fair flavor. Yeah. I think that'd be a great challenge for yeah. them too. Smell Eddie's rim. Whoa. <laughs> and that's a uh, Jamie, right? Jamie's running community. Is he Fulton? Yeah, yeah. Jamie Fulton. Yeah, yeah. He's as far as I know. He's see, because he had his place there on Hewlin, and then uh, the Covey. Yeah, it was so great. That's only three blocks from my office. We were down there happy hour every afternoon. Where on Hewlin was that? The Hewlin in Bel Air. Mm. It's the closest intersection. That's not the actual intersection. Is that like north of 30? No, it's south of 30. It's between 30 30 and 20. 20. Okay. And he had that place forever, and then uh, I think the problem was is he didn't understand food. He was trying to put food and beer together. And he didn't have the food part going. And so whenever you went in there, there was never anybody eating. They were all in there drinking. And so I think it kind of fell apart on that deal. And then he went uh, back east to try and uh, – he was working for some advisors, doing some consulting work. And then we're glad, we're really lucky to have him back, I think. For sure. He's such a fantastic brewer, and he, he has such great stuff going on over at Community so. Yeah, he's, um, he's a friend of the club. He's come out to some cabin hair meetings and talked to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he has. He's, uh, he's well, uh, more so when he was here with the Covey. I think now that he's in Dallas, he's probably a little harder to get and run in community. Uh, as I think he's head brewer at Community, and he, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I think that'd be a great challenge. We should we should start throwing some ideas at him. They did funnel cake. Now they. They made an attempt at corn dog. The corn dog didn't come out very corny mm. to me. It tasted more like biscuits. It tasted like biscuits at my like mustard with my biscuits. Huh? It tastes like, <laughs> it tastes like mustard and biscuits. Another drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you know uh, Martin House does their Riverside Shootout where they want the craziest, most inventive flavor profiles. You know, 
So the co- the fruity pebbles beer was amazing. Yeah. The cocoa. Never tasted the. Uh, was it the, no? It wasn't shrimp. It was a uh, crawfish. Yeah, that one didn't crawfish look too beer. appetizing. No, especially when they're jumping out of the boil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Save me!" Running down the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah, they've had some. They've had several issues. He's Cody's had several issues with that Riverside shootout. Hmm. I don't know if Cody really does that, but he's had several issues over the years hmm. with that Riverside shootout. And it's such a great idea. You know, it's like Iron Mash. You know, yeah. it's come but up with the craziest could, yeah. beer you can come up with yeah. is that one instead of, you know, not knowing. Yeah. You know, the secret ingredient is crawfish this year. <laughs> that would be interesting. It's okay. Yeah, we're not going to use that one. So. so what are some other common foods for the state fair you get corn dogs you got well all the fried stuff chicken leg oh turkey turkey leg. they turkey need leg. to come up with turkey leg beer mm-hmm. next right. year they should have that'd be a they should have beer a smoke a roush in, beer in yeah with turkey leg with turkey leg flavor yeah. anything fried you know they got everything jamie fried, if you're fried, listening like, <laughs> twinkies fried cookie dough fried snicker bars fried, fried. ice cream well, yeah. they did. Uh, you know, one of the other. I think they had, one of the other beers they had was a cookie. I didn't find it. I couldn't find the place that was serving it. But I think one of the other ones was a a cookies cookie beer, some sort of cookies and cream beer or something like. They that. need to do. They need to uh, take a beer and replicate it. Uh, replicate um, the McDonald's French fries when they're fresh. McDonald's what? French fries. I'm just saying Strangely McDonald's like French fry beer. French fry beer. Yeah, so we're talking about French fry yeah, potato I mean, beer. Like when they're fresh, a little bit potato of salt. beer, uh, a little bit of salt on the rim. Uh, yeah, on the I rim. Just got a yep. potato chip. You drink it like a margarita. Potato chip beer. Yeah, it'll be salt on the rim. Just yeah. like that. Anyway, <laughs> hashtag just t- saying tater tater chip beer. I like mustard with my taters. <laughs> Thanks for that. I like yeah. them French fries. Well, Tony, we're gonna have to have you back uh, when you. <laughs> Are able to get some Oklahoma beer and bring it back. We'll do an Oklahoma 2.0. Well, I'm using I'm using December as an excuse to go back up there, buy beer and 500 mm-hmm. milligram artillery gels. Mm-hmm. Even though you said we can find them around here, yep. I haven't seen anything like what they had everywhere you went. Okay. They were all five everywhere, 500 milligrams. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Brew Styles, where we crossed over to enemy territory, <laughs> in Oklahoma. Join us next week whenever we are at the Iron Mash Brewing Competition at RAR Brewing in Fort Worth. It should be interesting. This is going to be great. I hope you guys are set up right next to us, yeah, too. I, I'm really we, we don't to get see, to choose this year, I don't think. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what the uh, special ingredients are. They've been talking about it on we're the bringing, for a while. So. We're bringing the Grainfather. So there was only one oh. Grainfather last year. There's three Grainfathers this year, and apparently the electrical pull is so much they have to separate us. We can't... Uh, <laughs> they have three different locations where the grandfathers will set up so that they're all on different circuits. Yeah, we still and they do won't, propane. Oh, they won't <laughs> Yeah. Should be interesting. <clears throat> Looking forward to it. Cheers until then. Thank you for joining us for our latest...